The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody, where we teach you how to have a family revolution in your home. And when we talk about a family revolution, when we talk about a revolution, we talk about a radical change, uh, a turnaround, uh, an overthrow in the way that we think and that's what we're talking about and the way we think about family, the way we think towards family. We're not talking about family on the world's system. We're talking about radically changing the way people think about family back to the way God thinks about family. Because he, he designed family. Yeah. He's the designer of family. He created the family unit to be that fundamental building block for a for a society, for a nation, for a for a community, for a civilization, and and we're we're out to strengthen those family units based on the the designer's intent, and and when the family is strong, it just has that uh, that ripple effect on out to other areas, right? Like, Communities, your church, the nation. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And so as part of the, the revolutionary family today, we've been talking about what it means to disciple your family, the concept of family discipleship. And let's go back to the great commission that Jesus gave us in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, there it is, the Great Commission. And we kind of talked about how it's almost been turned into the Great Omission. Right. It's been left out. The, the part that we disciple our families because people get into this mindset that discipleship is something that maybe you're doing outside of your home in a church or somewhere where you're where you're teaching and and discipling other people besides your own besides your own family right <clears throat> we fell into that in the beginning too <laughs> yeah yeah and um and so we want to we want to restore the focus. We want to shift the focus, revolutionize the thinking on that back to getting a start. I mean, we don't want to stop discipling people right. outside of our home, but we want to we want to put the priority on not forgetting about doing it within our home right. too. Being intentional with yeah. our children. Mhm. Mm because like you had talked about each child represents a nation. Right, you had that revelation a couple weeks ago in church, which is a huge revelation to me. 
that we're training up. Each child we train up is a, a nation. The start of a nation, yeah. yeah. Isn't that, it's kind of mind-blowing to think about that. That, um, you know, when God said, Abraham, your, your name's going to be Abraham, the father of many nations. That started with one person. Right. And, and yeah, the light bulb came on. Oh, wow, when we're, when we're discipling our individual children. Even for us now, grandchildren. And grandchildren. Mm-hmm. It's actually fulfilling that great commission because a nation can come out of an individual person. You know, um, so it's really kind of a cool thing to get that boom light bulb yeah. moment that um, our children are are the beginnings of nations. That's and, what I really, it's really cool that God's word is alive and breathing and sharper than any two-edged sword. And, the, you know, you may have read the Bible five times over and over and over again, but you go back and read that verse again and it just speaks to you again in a different way. I think... It's really awesome when we get into the word how it's like, wow, I've, never, I've read that verse over and over and over again, but it just really came out alive to me in a different meaning this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continuing to get more and more revelation of his word. Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about in our past two podcasts some different aspects of family discipleship. We really wanted to focus on looking at the way Jesus discipled his disciples. And we said he did it with an experiential learning. He didn't just preach to them. Right. He actually showed them by his actions. Yeah. Lived it. He lived it. I mean, we see him doing life together with his disciples. And they're observing Jesus bringing heaven to earth, right? Right. They're, but as a man, right? He left all of his powers in heaven and came here as a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's the way, that's the way, you know, and we're created in God's image. That's the way we can disciple our disciples is to obviously do life together, do things together with our family, with our spouses, and with our children and let them observe us bringing the kingdom of heaven here right. to earth. Um, and so, so the the ways the, the points that we talked about. Why don't you just you know? So we've had this is our third yeah. podcast to family discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so the first one we talked about being intentional, which you just talked about prayer, praying together, seeing praying together as husband and wife, praying separately, praying as a family having your children see you praying. Um, our kids always know there's some type of emergency going on. We get a phone call, and we're automatically interceding for someone. What's going on? What's going on? What happened? <laughs> but we don't want that to be the only time you correct, pray together. Correct. But, but, <clears throat> but they know things are getting serious when we're praying. So. Exactly. <clears throat> and then biblical teaching. We talked about biblical teaching, teaching them the ways of God, the Word, us getting into the Word, them seeing seeing us read our Bible in the morning, putting God first. We also have our family read the Bible in a year on the Bible app right now. So we're keeping each other accountable, discussing the Bible together, which has been really, really fun. 
than hospitality, bringing people into your home, feeding them dinner, entertaining, um, showing them, you know, welcoming people into your home. Mm-hmm. And not just into your home, but just being hospitable in general, wherever you go, just being, being welcoming and, and, um, I think the one plate, the one thing that stands out to me is we were all at the county, Coney Island with the kids and there were servicemen sitting behind us or, and sometimes there's policemen and you will go and pay for their bill. Yeah. And that's showing the kids that we're honoring our servicemen, we're honoring our community policemen, firefighters. Um, that's a, was a really good action. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, um, showing love to strangers, you know, Buying the person's lunch behind you in the drive-through line, or um, taking your garbage can up to your neighbor. Yeah, just being hospitable, helpful. and and it's it's a great way to share God's love with others. And and when your kids can see you doing that, um, selfless acts, right? Mm-hmm. It's showing them that we put others before us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So those are the four we've touched on already, and this week we want to talk about two more aspects of family discipleship and the next one we want to talk about is ministry to the sick yeah when someone in our family starts coming down with symptoms we immediately go lay hands as the word says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and we lay hands on them we pray together as a family we rebuke sickness and we release healing over them yeah and starts in the home right i remember selena um she was two years old, and we were getting ready to go to church. She got up on the pedestal, on the step, um, the stool, to wash her hands, and she knocked her tooth through her bottom lip. And we were deciding, okay, uh, what do we do? Lay hands first on her. We prayed on her. Bleeding stopped. Swelling, you know, she, her lips swelled up. Um, the cut was from the inside of her mouth to the outside. And we were like, okay, what do we do in this moment, Lord? Do we take her to the hospital and get stitches? Do we go to church? What do we do? And we just felt led by the Holy Spirit to go to church. So we went to church, and her lips all swollen up. The bleeding had stopped. And like, okay, she'll just sit with us in church tonight. And she asked, "Oh, Mom, I want to go to my I want to go to my class." And we're like, okay, well, the class is to the right of the sanctuary. If there's an issue, they can come get us. And I remember after. Our service, she comes running out to us, running to us. Jesus healed me. Jesus healed me. Her lip was totally healed, swelling gone. There was no scab, nothing. Mm-hmm. And for her to know at two years old that Jesus can heal her um, was was amazing experience. That always stayed, and now she's sixteen. You know, and she yeah. hasn't even she hasn't forgot about it. Yes, the faith of a child. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, to to in still that in them at a young age so that they can share that with others. I mean, one of the names that God gives of himself in the Bible is Jehovah Rapha, right? The Lord who heals you. I'm the Lord that heals you. And, um, you know, his, when, when your children know that and they, they share that news with others, just like uh, we, we talked about this in a different podcast, but we were, at a, we were at a particular church with our son, with our youngest son, and well, with all our kids. But, but uh, the pastor asked everyone in the congregation if anyone needed prayer for healing. 
and people raised their hands and he said, okay, if you're standing by someone with their hand up, go pray for them. And so Nico, they're like five. Yeah. Five years old, you know, went to this lady and, and she had terrible pain in her feet. She could hardly stand. And he laid his hands on her feet and prayed for her and, and, ministered God's healing to her mm-hmm. and and that woman was jumping up and down and dancing in the aisleways because the pain was completely gone from her body. So um then he was ready to go pray for everybody, right? Yeah. He's like, okay, who else can I go pray for? <laughs> who else? That's awesome. You know? Um well we just had an experience here about four months ago. We had someone here doing work for us on trees and he hurt his knee, right? And stranger we didn't really know him that well so first thing what we need to do is to lay hands on him and pray and so we laid hands on him prayed for healing and not even realize the extent of the injury that he knocked his knee on a rock right yeah and um when you guys actually assessed after we prayed the damage that his whole kneecap was exposed but in the midst of that he got through went to the hospital and was back working within, I mean, didn't even miss a, a day of work, right? He, um, they said this type of injury to the knee would take years to recover, and he's got full mobility. Mm-hmm. So praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, total miracle. Total miracle. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's cool because the, the natural reaction, the first thing we thought to do, <clears throat> we have to pray. Yep. We have to pray and just call down help from yes. heaven on this situation. And and so uh, it's just become, in natural. our home, it's become natural to to apply God's medicine first, first. and then go to the cabinet for, for the we natural were. medicine or whatever. <laughs> and um, it's exciting. So that that's kind of that aspect of family discipleship, ministry to the sick, and, and you know, using your faith in situations. We're not saying don't go to the doctor. We're not saying don't, don't use medicine. Don't, don't, don't go to the hospital in an emergency. But we're saying pray first. Right. Ask for God's help. And, and like we said, he's the Lord who heals you. That's right. And he sent his word. He sent Jesus, the living word. The word became flesh. And the Bible says his word is like medicine to our flesh. It's like health to our bodies. And health to our bones, and, and so... Um, we want our kids to grasp that yeah, right away yeah. because that will be something they'll have the rest of their lives in every situation they come into. They'll know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And, giving, and praying actually gives God permission, right? We're giving him permission to move <clears throat> here on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Next point is Service. Service. Serving, serving together as a family. We love serving together as a family. We've done it for, from the time the kids were super, super small, right? Mm-hmm. And that really shows them that we're putting others first before ourselves, the selfless acts of serving together. Yeah, yeah. So some of the things that we've done to serve, um, you know, we'll, we'll get together as a family. Maybe if someone's moving, we'll help them move. We've done a lot of that. We've done a lot of that. <laughs> Pianos um, and... <clears throat> <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, because we have such a large family. Right. Lots of hands and legs to help move things. Right. So that's been a real blessing. Mm -hmm. But um, we've helped people pack. We've helped with yard work. We've helped um, as a ministry. We've gone in as a whole entire family and led vacation Bible schools at different churches for pastors. Right. Mm -hmm. Our kids have done, they're all into worship arts ministry. They all play different instruments and sing. So we've gone in and helped other churches put on their their conferences, and we even drove drove down to Arkansas, right, with the kids, and they played, they did worship mu- music for a church down there, and we preached, and yeah, yeah. But I mean, it could, it doesn't have to be that grand or right. that complex. It could be as simple as just you know asking a neighbor, hey, how can we help? You know, how can we help? Um, you know, it could be. It's it's really cool because Jesus painted a great picture of it for his disciples when he, you remember, he washed their feet and he, he said, you know, um, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And that's that's when, you know, when you demonstrate that humble service to someone else, it kind of helps people once again, we've talked about it before, getting their eyes off of themselves right. and onto others. We even just talked about praying for, you know, you you put others before yourself. You um, kind of helps us control that selfishness tendency that we have. And um, when you can bear a burden for for a friend, for a neighbor, for a stranger, even, oh my goodness, for your spouse, right? you know? We, this is funny because we're we're on a podcast right now, but we just talked to our daughter before before we started recording, and and um, she was talking about how she, as a mom, needed some some me time, right? Yeah. So so there's an opportunity, husbands, for for you to bear a burden for your wife, you know. Say, hey, honey, I'll take the kids. Why don't you go and, and do, you know. Go get a manicure. <laughs> go get some me time and let me serve you. Let right. me clean up the kitchen. I mean, it could be that simple. Right. And for us as grandparents, you know, because her husband's at work for a long time today, we're like, sure, come over. We'll take care of baby so you can have some me time. Yeah. yeah. Right? Even though I had my whole day planned out, <laughs> my to-do list. Yep. I'm setting that aside, showing you are more important than my to-do list. Yep, just simple acts of service. Um, I think right. it's really, serving together as a family is just so powerful because we've gotten so much feedback about, wow, you guys are really a close family. You're serving together and we're modeling, right, what God's intention was for family. And, and a lot of people out, out there don't haven't seen that or haven't been in a family that were close and mom and dad are close and the kids are serving together. So, I, you know, we are representing Jesus Christ when we go out there as a family and we serve humbly and, and are servants for others, mm-hmm. right? It just it shows, and it's not only an example for our kids, but also an example for others around us that they can have what we have in our family. By bringing by surrendering to Jesus Christ and committing our lives to Him, that you know we have a strong family, 
family unit, right, where we love each other and we're building each other up and we're encouraging each other and we're serving together and we're praying together and we're reading the Bible together. You know, we're not perfect, but I really believe that as we get, as people have given us feedback, that we are an example of Christ being out there, being the hands and feet of Jesus as a family unit. Yeah, doing things together. Together. Keeping it a together thing. Um, yeah, and it all it always isn't easy to do it together, but there's times you might have to put down your foot as a parent and say, you know, we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this together. We're going to so. have even <clears throat> the point of having family dinners, right? You, some, di- some nights you have to declare... <laughs> We are eating together. I may have brought the takeout home, and I am still doing this outside, but we are going, you'll have to wait. We're going to eat together. Mm-hmm. Yep, do it together. So doing life together just like Jesus did with his disciples, and he showed them how to follow God while he followed God. Right. And so... He's the perfect example. He is. He's the perfect example. And, man, I've had a lot of fun talking about family discipleship. And, I mean, this is not the end of it. You know, we, this is going to be our final podcast on family discipleship, but it's such a big topic, the way Jesus discipled and the things that he did. And, and um, you know, the Bible talks about Recording everything that Jesus did, it wouldn't, it would, you know, wouldn't fill. There wouldn't be enough pages mm-hmm. in the world to fill up, you know, all the books with with what he did. And so, we're going to limit our discussion to this. But we we feel like these things are key for family discipleship, right. um, and that you are. We want to encourage you that you're really fulfilling the Great Commission, raising your children, raising your children. Discipling. Discipling nations. Mm-hmm. And actually, this ties into our, our priorities podcast right. that we had, you know, putting your priorities in the right order. And keeping them in the right order. And keeping them in the right <laughs> order. challenge. So, so this is one of the priorities that we need to have is, is our family as a ministry. Right. Before yeah. others, before serving in church, right? Yeah. 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 And sometimes we can get that mixed up, and we've gotten that mixed up many times in the past. Um, and you have to be intentional with your priorities. Where one is your relationship with God is not serving in church. It's fellowshipping with him every day, being in his word. And then two, as a married couple, right, date nights and praying together and reading the Bible together. And then third is your children, right? And, and then after thir- three is number four is your ministry, and then your job. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. It can be easy to flip all those around. We've talked to so many people recently that have them all mixed up, but had revelation of that and knowing that, okay, we're going to flip the script. We're going to flip the priorities where we're going to go back to God is a relationship, my relationship with God, my marriage before children, my marriage before ministry and my job. And then the children, Right, and and sometimes you can get them all mixed up, mixed up, and marriage is on the bottom, and you're like, "What's going on? Why is there so much chaos in the household?" Oh, right, we have really haven't sown much into our marriage recently. So, mm-hmm. yep. 
All right, so there you have it, uh, family discipleship. We talked about being intentional. We talked about praying together as a family. Um, we talked about biblical teaching, look, looking at God's word regularly because it's our guide. It's a lamp for our, it gives us direction. Breaking bread together, enjoying those family meals together, um, and then hospitality, entertaining strangers, showing love to strangers. And then today we talked about ministry to the sick and serving together. So, so there you have it. Um, several aspects of family discipleship that you can do inside your own home to have a family revolution. And it's our prayer that this has kind of changed the way you think towards discipleship and, and how noble of a cause it is to disciple your own family inside the home. So do um, you have any other comments, Jody? No. No? You good? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to The Revolutionary Family. If you um, enjoyed this, please share it with others. Like, subscribe to our podcast. Share on social media. That would be great. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next time on The Revolutionary Family with Dino. And Jody. Bye. At Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.